0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of How to Live the podcast, where we have real, meaningful, and fun conversations with people who inspire us. And sometimes we just have them with each other. We are your hosts, Jess and Steph Dadon. And oh my goodness, you guys, we're out of lockdown. Woohoo! So happy for all of you guys in Melbourne that are finally free. And how good does it feel to be at zero cases every day?
1: Oh my God. Watching those donuts roll in, I'm like, mmm, delicious. Gotta get me some of those doughies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I am so excited that they've announced that the borders are going to be opening at the end of the month. I'm going to be coming home to Melbourne. We can have our Christmas party. And like half the people I know are coming to Byron next month. I know. It's feeling very
1: like vibey on the streets and everyone's in like really good spirits. Even though we are still in masks, I don't know, like it just feels so hopeful and like people are happy again, which is so, so nice
0: to see. So good. And even love to hear that you're going back to teach yoga. I know. Oh my God. I can't believe it. I'm so excited. I'm teaching my first class tomorrow, 5 p.m. at Upstate, if anyone's around. Awesome. So let's get into today's episode because there is just so much juicy juice to be discussed. Today's guest is the beautiful Colleen McCann. She is a certified shamanic energy practitioner who was a fashion stylist in a past life. She is also the author of Crystal RX and a total crystal expert and really just a brilliant, brilliant storyteller. So we learned so much from Colleen in this episode about crystals, but also just had the absolute pleasure of listening to her tell her unbelievable life stories and I could hear her talk forever.
1: Oh my goodness, so, so good. Since this episode, we've also been joining in on Colleen's moon circles and following her Instagram lives, and she just has so much goodness to give. So, we're very excited for you guys to listen to this. Let's get into the episode.
0: So we did want to start off by asking you, what is the most L.A. thing about you? (laughs)
1: That
2: is a hilarious question.
1: (laughs) We like to open with a bit of a giggle.
2: Well, let's see. I still consider myself very much a New Yorker. And I would have to more say that there's just a lot of things about my lifestyle that has changed since I've moved to L.A., I guess I drink a lot of matcha, which is very L.A. and a lot of green juice. And I get to wear yoga pants to work, whereas that's something I never would have done in New York. And you go on juice and hike meetings instead of the other ways that you might meet someone in, in New York for either business or pleasure. So I'd say it's just an overall like lifestyle shift to be there.
1: Uh, oh, it sounds amazing. We love LA. We are just all about that juice and hike lifestyle. That sounds like it's for us. We actually moved there for six months, a few years ago now, but it's definitely one of our favorite places. So feeling a little bit jealous that you get to spend all of your oh. days there. <laughs> That's really special. So we loved reading about your career because you've gone on this journey from fashion styling and then you shimmied on over to the spiritual space. So we would love you to give us a bit of a rundown of your story to give our listeners a bit more info on that whole lifestyle shift.
2: I'd be happy to do that. And in your words, I did shimmy on over, but I went kicking and screaming and that shimmy. <laughs> I worked in New York first as a designer and then a stylist. And during that time, I started to notice that my intuition started to kick up in a really big way and it happened very fast. And for anybody that's familiar with the term Saturn return, which is what happens to you in your late 20s, around 27 to 29 basically your world gets turned upside down to make something very in-depth, very short for our conversation. And it was around my Saturn return that all this crazy stuff started happening. And I walked into my local bodega and I started hearing voices. And, you know, the next day I was woken up in the middle of the night and I saw a ghost walk through the walls of my Brooklyn apartment. And I was having premonition dreams and all this stuff. And The final cherry on top was walking around New York City and having random strangers come up to me and tell me that I was a healer. And I was like, oh, what a fuck you get away from me. That was my first response. Right? Because you're just like. Weirdo on the subway, like, I just can't with you right now.
0: And at this point, were you into any of this stuff? Or was this all like, what is happening? Why am I
2: seeing ghosts? What is going on? This was like the fuck my life moment. I was like, fantastic. I'm hearing voices and seeing things. Like, can't wait to tell my therapist about this. You know, like, (laughs) this is going to go over great for me. So, you know, but I'm kind of like, but I'm not crazy. I couldn't put this together. And so, as they say, when the student is ready, the teacher will show. And some teachers started to come out of the woodwork and inform me about what was happening to me, which was kind of giving me a little bit of context, even though I was still like, okay, but like, I don't believe in any of this and what? So I started to pay more attention and I realized the more spiritual work I was doing and working with these mentors that came into my life, the better I was feeling, the more focused and grounded I was. And even just having a language for what this thing was that was happening to me, because other than my teachers that I was working with and one other girl that lived out on Long Island, for the first seven years that I was doing all this, I didn't tell anybody. So I was completely in the shamanic closet. And I even remember I was in South America studying with one of my teachers and I took this really amazing picture, like on the top of the mountain. You know, it was my shoes, and you could see the pool, and you know the mountains and all the stuff. And I posted it on Facebook with nothing. This is a really long time ago. And one of my colleagues is like, "Oh, you know, what are you doing in Chile?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm not a bikini photo shoot, obviously." <laughs> I lied oh my god because the other thing for me I was like what am I going to do with this I'm just doing this to make the voices go away and I don't know what to say about this if I told somebody that I was in shaman school which is where I ended up and they're like okay first of all what is that and what are you going to do with it at that moment I would have been like I don't know and I'm a buttoned up Virgo and so that idea of not being able to have the answer for myself or others or to communicate in that way, it didn't work for me. So I didn't say anything and I continued to study and became a Reiki master and went to shaman school and learned about crystals and jumped down into all of these rabbit holes filled with modalities that led to other modalities and popped out on the other end. So the thing that really was a life changing moment for me, and I think being in the uh, fashion biz, you ladies will appreciate this. I was near the end of my training in shaman school. And there was a a week long class we were taking about divination, which is... Sounds like it's from Harry Potter. (laughs) It is going to Hogwarts. Hogwarts is real. I've been there, (laughs) which is
0: fantastic. Platform nine and three quarters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so the teacher's like, We're in this class, divination. So, this is like cards and crystals. You're learning how to read anything because a good shaman should be able to just, you know, look at a pile of rocks or a pile of leaves or look at patterns in the clouds or water ripples or anything that's in nature and be able to actually divinate or give a reading off of that for themselves or somebody else. So, this was that class. So, we're like, you know, out in nature with like leaves and trees and all the things. And the teacher says, okay, tonight we're going to have a psychic fair. And everybody has to come tonight dressed as their alter ego and you need to do readings for people in the class. And obviously the first thing I heard was I got invited to a party and I was like, what am I going to wear?" That was literally my first concern <laughs> full disclosure. And you know I was like, okay, I'm in upstate New York at Omega and I was an hour and a half outside of New York city and from shaman school, the week following, I was going to go back into the city for fashion week. So I had been traveling a whole bunch. So I had my fashion week clothes and I had my like yoga pants and stuff that I was wearing to shaman school. So I go back to my room, my cabin. I'm like, okay. I'm like tearing my suitcase apart. I'm like, I need something. Looks super spiritual. Like, where's this like fancy statement scarf or a calf can. Like, I am looking for something that is not in my suitcase. <laughs> and so I'm like, ah, all I have are my press clothes, everything I'm gonna wear next week. And then I was like, Oh, all I have are my press clothes. That is my alter ego because nobody in fashion knew what I was doing there. And I was so quiet in the back of the room in shaman school and never spoke. Nobody there knew me either, so I was just like, "All right." So I put on my clothes, I blow out my hair, I'm you know I'm wearing heels, I've got everything happening for me, lashes, makeup, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm a fashion psychic ish." <laughs> I don't know what that is, but here it is. And then I thought, well, what am I going to read? And I was like, well, I've got some tarot cards here and I've been learning things in class all week. was like, but that doesn't go with this outfit. (sighs) And so I thought to myself, fashion magazines really look like a stack of tarot cards, except it's glued together. There's pictures and colors and meanings and numbers and words and all these things in it that are helping people understand something that is happening. So I was like, I'm going to read a fashion magazine and not like you think. So my next problem was I was in the middle of the woods. And so I run down to the bookstore at Omega and a man is there and he just looks at me when I walked in.
1: (laughs) The up and down.
2: The up and down. Like, lady, you got off on the wrong train stop. So (laughs) I was like, hey, (laughs) do you have a fashion magazine? (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah so he's like no and I said okay women's health nope something from Oprah mm-hmm. said, no a pamphlet from the Dalai Lama no so an angel tapped me on the shoulder she was a photographer from Australia actually and she said hey I heard you talking and uh you know I'm here doing this breathwork class, and." I work in the industry. I, I had the September issue in my room of Vogue. Do you want it? And I was like, oh, yeah, I want that thing. <laughs> so I got this magazine and I run to class and I came in. And I was like, okay, I have to like build my setup here. What am I going to do? And, you know, I'm at a spiritual center. So, you know, you have to work with what you have right in your environment and I saw a red yoga mat and two red yoga poofs in the corner. And so I sat down and I did red carpet readings as the shamanista uh. with my classmates. And so it was a little unorthodox and it caught on in the room what I was doing because it just looked very odd. And someone came over and goes, okay, I'd like a reading. And it was my first person and I'm holding this fashion magazine. I'm thinking, I was like, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing. Like I didn't plan this far ahead. And so I thought, um, okay, pick a page between one and 402. She picked a page and it was a Mark Jacobs bag ad. And it was a tall female androgynous model. She was naked. She was doing the move behind the big bag. You guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And so I looked at it and I was like, Oh, wow. Oh, so you're changing your whole therapy practice and you want to help people that are struggling with gender identity issues, and you're going to move here and you're going to do all these things. And she just looks at me and she's like, That is literally what I'm transitioning to right now. And I didn't know where to move. And I said, Awesome. And I tore the page out and I handed it to her. And I said, You know, I wish you so much luck. And here's something to think about put your energy into this. Mark Jacob's baguette. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? And then somebody comes over and, and it had caught on in a room by now what I was doing. And someone picks the last page with all the credits on. So it's just like the tiny writing. And she laughs and she's like, Haha, good luck with that. There's no pictures. And I was like, uh, okay. Oh no, this is the right page. I said, that book you're writing. I said, you need to release it in this country before this country. And it needs to cost this much. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And she's like, I just got off the phone with my lawyer at lunch talking about this. And so I ripped out the page and I said, good luck to you. And what I was learning from this experience was I was like, oh, my two worlds don't have to live apart. And if I can read a fashion magazine, then I can read a closet. And so that was kind of the moment when I started to birth the idea of rituals and be comfortable with even having a toe in that world in a seen or public way.
0: Mm, <laughs> what a story. That is just so incredible. Like my mind is blown how you, you weren't tapped into that world at all. And you went from that to being able to look at a magazine and seeing that, like, do those ideas just come to
2: you? Yeah, How does like, that are you feel? actually
1: using the fashion magazine or is it just as you're looking at it, something else is coming Comes into, into you. your mind.
2: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. It's a big lesson in trusting the process and the way that you have to trust that you picked the right magazine, trust that the person in front of you picked the page that they needed, trust, 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 trust all these things. But what happens for me is I'm clairsentient, clairaudient, clairvoyant, and claircognizant. So my skills constantly switch when I'm doing a reading for somebody. So sometimes I'm hearing things or I get visions or I feel it or I just know something. I'll never be able to explain how I do and that's how that information comes in. So cool. So cool. We sat down with a
1: psychic medium, Laura Lynn Jackson, in Long Island. And I know you mentioned Long Island earlier. I feel like that's such a like yeah. great little spiritual hub that we discovered. You also mentioned their shaman school. Can we just ask you, like, just to break
0: down what's a shaman? And like, can anyone just go to shaman school and learn to be one? <laughs>
2: Those are good questions. Yes, anybody that feels called to study shamanism is welcome to do so. And there are people that come to those trainings that are literally just looking to know themselves better and live a healthier life. And that's as far as they go with the skills. There's other people there that are looking to make career changes or to add skills. So you might see a lot of other health professionals and everybody from massage therapists and traditional Western doctors to acupuncturists, they're all in there. As far as what a shaman is, shamans each have their own specialty. So I feel like if you ask a thousand different shamans what a shaman is, you're going to get a thousand different answers. What I would tell you a shaman is It is somebody that takes a vow to honor themselves, honor the people around them and honor the land that they live on. And shamans are able to see things that maybe most people don't see with their eyes open from the unseen world. And so you're there to be a conduit for messages and healing for the people in your community in some capacity.
0: Incredible. I want to go to shaman school. This sounds mm, amazing. It sounds really, really it's Way fun. better than the university I went to. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: it kind of took you on this big, incredible journey and now you are this well-renowned healer and crystal goddess. And you have this amazing book that we'll definitely tag in the show notes and encourage everyone to go out and get. And the byline is daily rituals for cultivating calm, achieving your goals and rocking your inner gem boss.
0: And you pronounce it crystal Rx? That's right. Just like
2: crystal prescriptions, like the Rx.
1: Awesome. So we've never had anyone on here to talk about crystals before. So we were so excited at the idea of you coming on here because we just want to break it all down. So can you talk to us just about where crystals actually come from? Who thought of like using them for their powerful properties and all that good stuff?
2: Well, interestingly enough, the ancients did. So shamanism and other Ancient healing modalities have been using crystals since the dawn of time. And a lot of these practices, historians date back between like 5,000 and 50,000 years ago that our ancestors have actually been using crystals to gain information or to access their healing properties. So this has been going on for a really long time. And the reason people use crystals is because they are able to hold and then to transmit energy and to say in a very simple way. And for anybody that's a skeptic around something like that, I always like to offer this up that this Zoom call, your cell phone, anything like that actually wouldn't be able to function without epitaxial crystals and clear quartz, your quartz watches, all of these things that we use on a daily basis to communicate are actually due to crystals.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. It's like that way of using crystals is accepted, but then other ways are kind of brushed off, which doesn't really make any sense.
0: Like with a watch, for example. Well,
2: it actually makes it run.
0: Wow. That is so cool. I had no idea.
2: So watches wouldn't work if it wasn't for crystals and smartphones need epitaxial crystals to work. And so do satellites and so do computers and microwaves. and those microphones you're holding and everything else that we use in the electronic world.
1: And I guess it's like anything, right? If you are like, this is just a rock. It can't do anything for me without actually embracing and putting intention to it. Maybe it doesn't do anything for you. So you're kind of like manifesting that. But if you're using it with that intention and inviting that power in, that's when you're actually to see the benefits of it.
2: Hmm. Yes. Again, it's the moment of trust that your body is just going to gravitate towards the crystal that you need, even if you don't understand what the crystal's for and this was actually another one of those it took me a while I had a lot of skepticism because I found myself in a crystal store at the very beginning of my journey and I walked in and this lady says to me oh how can I help you I don't even know how I I got in there and she's like what do you need and in my head like under my breath I was like I need to get my sanity back that was where my head was at because it was when all of this stuff was happening in my late 20s. And I was like, oh, nothing. I'm fine. <laughs> no. And she goes, Oh, well, why don't you pick out the crystals that you like and then we can talk about them? I was like, oh, okay. And so, you know, there was palm stones and quartz clusters and statues and all this stuff in there. But I went right after the necklaces, obviously. I was like, well, I can wear that. Let me just start with what I know. And so I picked out some necklaces, three of them, and I put them on the counter and I said, these are the ones that I like. And this lady proceeded to nail my ass to the wall, reading me based on the crystals that I chose. And I, of course, said the same thing other people now say to me, how did you know that? And I said, well, because of the crystals that you picked. And I needed this to happen many times for me to actually get on board with it. And I went to other crystal stores and I would pick crystals out for myself. I do it with my eyes shut. I would do all kinds of things to like debunk the system basically. And when I was learning about crystals, I would pick one up at a crystal store and then I'd Google it. You know, literally I'm like, I'm picking this one because it matches my outfit, right? And I would research the crystal standing there and I was like, oh, again, I mean, this is just like every time. So you're trusting that from this like unseen place that your body is actually guiding you towards something. And look, even if you don't even believe that that crystal has magical properties to it, if you look at that as a symbol of something that you're working on and you're like, how did I pick that crystal? I'm working on this thing in my life and that crystal means that And if you sit it on your desk and you look at that thing every day and remind yourself about like where you're headed, our thoughts, words, and actions manifest the reality that we live in. So that's going to help direct your thoughts to where you want to go.
0: So I understand that a crystal and a watch can make it run and crystals can do all these things. But when we're talking about the crystals that you're talking about, where you go into a store and you buy a little stone or whatever it is, what can they do for people? Because this is something that Jess actually learned about last year and started teaching me about it and I was like oh I always just thought they were just pretty looking stones you know
1: yeah I also always thought they were pretty looking stones and they intrigued me but I was also like too embarrassed to ask about what they were so I just would leave it aside and then I did my yoga teacher training and obviously everyone there was super spiritual so like within two days the idea of crystals came up and I was (laughs) like oh what is all this and then I came home and I was like we have to get them all
2: (laughs) It's a great question because there's actually no difference. And if you think about it, just like people, every type of crystal or individual crystal has their own purpose or job in life. And crystals are here to help us on a mental, physical, emotional, or spiritual level. And they all have different things that they do. There's crystals that are going to help you around self-love. There's crystals that are going to help you manifest a business. There's crystals for heartbreak. There's crystals to help around grief. There's crystals to help around moving, around anger, around energy, around working out, around addiction. I always say there's a crystal for that because there's literally a crystal for that, whatever that is.
1: That's so cool. I love that. So once you've gone to the store and you've pick the crystals that speak to you and that you feel like resonate, what can you kind of do with them?
2: Well, I always say work with crystals with practicalities. So let's say you want to work on self-love and rose quartz is the crystal for self-love. Then I would suggest you in that way, get a small tumbled piece of rose quartz and put that in your bra or wear a necklace that hangs over your heart. Wait a minute. I want to round back for a minute. You asked me what is the most LA thing I do or have done or experienced. Yeah. I have it for you. Okay, great. I was in a dressing room and I took my clothes off, I took my bra off, and all these crystals fell out on the dressing room floor we were like, you know, and they like <laughs> rolled. <laughs> and this lady's like, oh my God, that happened to me all the time. <laughs> She was dressed, and so she got out of her dressing room. She's like, "Here, honey," and like handed my crystals back to me from under the dressing stall. She was not phased. It wasn't like, "Why did all these rocks just like roll into my dressing area?" She's like, "I've got you." Oh my god, I love that.
0: Yeah, like that happens (laughs) anywhere else in the world. People like, "What the hell is going on?" But it's like, "Oh no, I got your crystals." Well,
1: maybe we can call it an LA Melbourne experience because not that often but sometimes when I'm practicing amongst my friends who I did my yoga teach training with we all keep them in our bra and someone will like be doing like a big opening movement and then you'll just hear like bang and I'll look down and <laughs> a crystal fall out and I just can't stop laughing <laughs> it's so funny
2: you know and everyone's like whoopsie It happens all the time.
1: Except when they break, one of my favorite ones broke when it fell out of my bra one time and I got so upset.
0: That is sad. Is it a bad sign if they break? Because I actually had this really pretty like amethyst spike and one day I came home and it was just broken in half and I was like, do I throw it in the bin now? Is this a sign that it was meant to break and I have two pieces of it? Well, if you think about it back to
2: watches or something like that, energy hits a crystal and runs through it and sometimes it's had enough and so when a crystal breaks especially if you are a healer and you do crystal healing and you're working with a client in that capacity and a crystal breaks you are done with it and you need to offer it back to the earth so you would want to bury it in the sand or the earth or you could offer it to the ocean or a stream take it on a hike and let it go and you don't want to use one anymore just because it's like, it's done. The energy has run through it and it's done. I've seen really crazy things happen. So I was standing on the corner of 46th and 5th in Manhattan. And I just left one of my clients and I had this huge black agate pendant. And this was right at the beginning of me learning about crystals. And I love this thing, you know, the statement jewelry. I was into it and I had this habit of grabbing onto it when I would walk across the street. And so I went to walk across this Avenue and I grabbed my necklace and it just felt weird. And I looked and part of it was on the ground. And I was like, Oh no. So, you know, I picked it up and I went home and I was pissed because I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And I was like, you know, I'm not too into this yet. And I just spent, a boatload of money on this thing. And it just broke. Oh no. So I glued it back together with super glue (laughs) (laughs) and I put it back on and I was like, Nope, I am not ready to give up this necklace. And I was actually standing back at that exact same corner a week later with the same necklace on and I grabbed the necklace. I looked down and it had broke. Above where the super glue line was. Uh. So, again, like when weird stuff like that happens, like there was nothing to bang into it. Nobody banged into me on the street. Like there was no logical explanation how two times in one week I could have stood on the same corner and my necklace shattered. None of that made sense. And it was sitting right there in front of me on the road. So, later on, I learned about crystal shattering and how you let them go and don't super glue them back together. But that was a teaching to me. So when you're done with it, you're done with it.
0: Ah, oh, I got to bury it. I've got it sitting right over there. It's done now. Yeah, lady, you need to let it go. Oh, I'm letting it go. I wasn't sure. Stop I was holding like, on to it, man. Yeah, like I <laughs> thought maybe I was just meant to accept that it changed, you know, like, but so I'm glad I asked the question.
2: Yeah. And even say a little thank you to the crystal or to the process, whatever you were working around with that crystal. And the fancy word for all this is deprogramming the crystal when you're done. Like, you want to take your energy off of it. You can even use a sacred herb like sage or palo santo to to just kind of clear it and then let it go into the earth for, you know, whatever the rest of its journey is.
0: Awesome. I love how you said that you just go into a store and I feel like so overwhelmed when I'm going into a crystal store. I'm like, how do I know what to choose? Mm -hmm. Is it really just about like knowing that whatever you choose or whatever's calling to you, that that's the right one for you?
2: Yes, on a base level, absolutely, yes. The other thing, and I believe anybody has the capacity to do this, is using your empathic nature to decide what crystal's for you. So I can give you guys some mystical homework if you want. Mm, Okay. So we know that the left side of the body is the feminine side of the body and the right side is the masculine. And so because we're trying to call Energy or information into the body, we're going to concentrate on the left hand because that's the side we bring it in and use our intuition. There's a crystal right here. So you could actually take your hand and run your hand over the top, and your hand will get hot or tingly. Some people say they feel like a cold wind go under the one that's there, so your hand may actually even dip over a crystal that's the one that you're supposed to take. So you can try that the next time you go into a crystal store.
1: I love that. Okay. That's really great homework. So your left hand and you just hover it over the crystals and maybe do you close your eyes?
2: You can. A lot of people like to close their eyes when they're doing it just because seeing can be distracting with their eyes and they want to bring all their attention into it. And you also want to hold the intention while you're doing it. So like, you know, how can you narrow things down? Like, let's just, Say this, I picked these three trays of crystals because those are my three colors that I gravitated towards. So you just kind of use your gut on the top level. And so you lay, here's some black crystals, here's some yellow crystals, here's some red crystals. And then you can take your hand and say, okay, what crystal types do I need to work with right now? And you take your hand and undoubtedly your hand's going to light up over one of the trays and you're like, okay, great. It's the black crystals. Here they are. Okay, great. And then you can take your hand and say, which crystal, which crystal exactly do I need? I love
0: it. And I love that you don't even have to worry about people thinking you're weird because guys, you're in a crystal store. That's what people do in crystal stores. (laughs) (laughs) Totally.
2: Everybody's getting handsy in the crystal store. (laughs) Amazing. We
1: wanted to talk to you quickly about the full moon. Okay. We've been getting into like some full moon rituals ourselves. And I guess people see a lot of people posting on Instagram that they're doing their full moon ritual. And some people can be like, what is that? What the hell are they talking about? Like I noticed that the moon looks big, but what are they doing? So if someone was interested and they were just like, what's all of this about and what could I maybe dip my toe in? What would you recommend?
2: So the first thing everybody needs to learn about the moon There's two big moon times a month, and one is the new moon, or what you would call the dark moon, because you can't see any of its light in the sky, and then also the full moon when the light is the fullest, and what I would tell somebody, again, for someone that's a skeptic or like, how's the moon affecting me, if you think about this, and we know the world is 70-ish percent water, and so are we, that if the moon can move the tides of the ocean it is going to move you because you're like a speck of dust on this planet compared to the size of the ocean.
0: I was telling my partner this the other day. He didn't even know yeah. that the moon controlled the tides. And I was like, no, don't you notice the tides change every day? We were by the beach for a couple of weeks and he just thought the tide times were <laughs> the same every day. And even when you just said that now, like we are mostly water as human beings. Yeah.
2: So like, of course. Yeah. So... That's the first thing you need to know. So know that the moon affects you. If it affects the ocean, it affects you. That's all you have to know. So you can work with both moons. So we know that the new moon is the best day to call in new energy. And the full moon is the best day of the month to release things that you don't want to hold on to anymore. So you can do manifestation ceremonies, obviously, on the new moon and releasing ceremonies on the full moon. You don't have to make this complicated. If you want to light a candle with an intention and that took you a minute and you let it burn for a while, great. I host new moon and full moon ceremonies. I call them moon zoom. So over zoom, I host ceremonies and every month we talk about a different topic or what sign the moon is in and we do gem journeys and all these fun things. So joining a moon circle with other people if being in community at that time feels good to you, then great. There's so many options with that now. But I look at it this way. Again, even if you're like, I don't know about this moon thing, but if you commit that you're like, okay, every full moon, I'm going to dedicate an hour to like concentrate on me, then that is like a great act of self-love and self-care that you're showing yourself for the month.
1: That's such important advice. I love that. And I want
0: to come to a moon zoom, please. Yeah, me too. Well,
2: you can. Amazing.
0: So we do wrap up all our interviews with some quick fires. First one is what crystals are you currently surrounding yourself with?
2: Are you asking what's in my bra, (laughs) lady? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one I'm currently surrounding myself with, this is a Herkimer diamond and Herkmer diamonds are to have your light seen to be radiant so with purpose we're talking we need to be seen and have our voices heard so it's a very appropriate crystal to be wearing right now i also have a shanghai crystal to keep near the computer because so that's again one that super practical And then I also have a Lapis lazuli crystal, which is a stone of communication. So those are the ones that I have sitting next to me right now. Love that. What
1: color makes you happy? What color makes me happy? Hot pink. Hot pink did really well for us last season.
0: (laughs) Our podcast artwork is hot
2: pink. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) If you're going to do something really indulgent
0: for yourself, what is it?
2: Go on vacation and turn my cell
0: phone off. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Turning the cell phone off is a good one. It's hard, but it's worth it. The big
2: one. That's a big self-care move right there. Oh, yeah.
0: Do you have a book recommendation for us? Other than yours, of course.
2: (laughs) I'd like to pay it forward and recommend an astrology book. The Stars Within You by Juliana McCarthy. And she's actually, we've been talking about Long Island. She's a fellow New Yorker. And I love this book because if you want a really good 101 around astrology and how to actually read a natal chart and she's speaking to you in languaging that the average person is going to understand, then this is a great book. I
1: love that. Oh, Bianca, who was organizing this interview, she loves astrology. Oh, true. Okay, amazing. Well, this was so much fun. You have the best energy. I just want to be around you all the time. I want
0: to be your friend. I want to be in your crystal cave. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So,
1: so, so good, you guys. Actually, a couple of weeks after we recorded this episode with Colleen, My favorite crystal broke and it was one of those like rough edged, really raw crystals and I dropped it and it smashed in half and I was so upset and I actually took a photo and I sent it to Colleen and I was like, I know you said when crystals break that they've lost their powers and you need to let them go, but maybe this one's fine. And she was like, no, no, honey, like you've got to
0: let that go. (laughs) Mm, So sad. I also had a really crazy experience happen with Colleen on a moon circle afterwards, I'll tell the story on our Facebook page. So do make sure you are hanging out with us there. It is How to Live the Podcast. And if you did love this episode and you got a lot out of it, we would just love to ask you to share it with a friend. You can just click the share button and send it on over. We love it when you share the love. Share it, share it. So next week on the podcast, the two
1: of us are going to be chatting about something that is totally TBC, but we also Mm -hmm. promise you it's going to be totally awesome. That's going to be right here on the podcast. Until then, we'll see you hanging out in all of our favorite places inside at How to Live the Podcast and our Facebook group. Thanks for listening. Chat to you soon.
2: Bye. Bye.